This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people doing amazing things and today I'm super happy to have Rockman. Thank you for coming on the show. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Well, you know, I you reached out and I was like, man, this person is so, super interesting. So before we get into it, let's just have a little bit of a background about Rockman. For sure. Um, I don't know. I grew up in the north end of Halifax, Mulgrave Park. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm from. And I don't know. I grew up in a, I didn't go to school. You know what I mean? I grew up in the streets. So it's a, I grew up learning different things, I guess. And uh, that's how my childhood was, really. But that's cool. It just made me learn and adapt. And I... Uh, I grew up as a man, had a son, changed my life a little bit and tried to focus more on positive things and making myself more positive, like getting my GED, going to truck school. I uh, started a business with XCDC and Anaganish, a small business that I did with that way back, the musical East Coast. Uh, I don't know. I did all kinds of things. I got all kinds of skills. Uh, I planted trees. I worked for Apple. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I record. Everyone knows me as Jay Wild. <laughs> um, I did a lot. I do a lot. And I don't know. I just tried to keep it moving. Why did you stop recording? Uh, I fell in love with music. I just didn't love it anymore like what? I used to. How? Like how? Do you know how it's like if you have to record 70 songs and how much money that takes and process and all that stuff to go through and still be feeling like you're in the same position you were mm. when you started? Like there's no, there wasn't, it was just me. It wasn't like I had 10 people or 20 people are doing it. So like I just did it because I loved it really I didn't have the skills or the tools to put it all together to be the package to do it. You know what I mean? Mm. I was better than most of them people, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, check that out. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't have the other parts of the whole package to get it done. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it something you ever get back into? No. Oh, wow. No. wow. I see big picture now, bro. It's bigger than that. So let's talk about the big picture. <clears throat> um. Being as an African Nova Scotian and, you know, things like the police checks and things like that, what what do you feel about that? Let's start with that. Bro, I've been getting police checked and stopped my whole life. And, like, I don't know. Like I said, I was a demon child for real. Like, it was no joke. But, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, I've been, so the police and me, I've always had some kind of interaction with the police as a child. So it, I don't know, conditioned me for this type of stuff. So stuff that goes on like that doesn't really affect me as much as it should because I'm kind of numb to all these issues from been doing it my whole life. Mm. My grandfather was the last Black D-Day vet ever. What's his name? Gerald Paris. And his grand, or sorry, and his father was uh, in the on on the stamp for the second. Uh, construction battalion and and his name selden paris like they went to war with shovels bro in that in that war they went to front line shovel no gun that's crazy and that's like how my family fought to be here but anyways my grandfather's the last black d-day vet ever comes back from war he he trains uh, or whatever people in the military watches them come up to sergeants because they're white while he remains a private stuff like that he comes back home. He's not even accepted in his own legion in Spring Hill. Like, that's ridiculous to me. But he didn't even get bitter. He started his own legion and stuff like that. Mm. Cool. But even still, when they had a reunion for his uh, unit or whatever in Ontario, he didn't even get invited. And he read about it in the Legion magazine. Like, that's crazy, bro. Wow. So, like, to me, I see how far racism goes back for real in real life. Like, they sent my great-grandfather back to war with no gun because they, they didn't even want us having guns, bro. But he sacrificed enough to go with a shovel and did that that's crazy bro mm. so i can't not feel the way i do and passionate as i am because i feel like i earned the right like my my other grandparents are from africa 
You know what I mean? Like, they erased Africa, pretty much. Bulldozed the whole city down. All my, my grandmother's, my great-grandmother's house. All that. The church. All that. That's real to me. So when I think of all the stuff that they had to go through to get me to here, mm. then I get passionate about that. And I, I don't think it's, I don't know. I just get passionate about it. I'm passionate about life. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't always this passionate about being positive. Mm -hmm. And I had the me, me, me attitude that everyone seems to have in life. And that's cool, too, for if that's what you're trying to do, right? Like, if you're just trying to do yourself and do me, 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 that's fine if that's what you're doing. Mm. But, like, if you're going to be a position of power, someone in the community that has the uh, title of leader or something like that, community leader, activist, whatever you want to be, you get to hold accountable <clears throat> for stuff like that too. And you should be wanting to lead with the best foot forward. And yeah, it shouldn't yeah, be a me, yeah. me, me thing because yeah. something that lives with you dies with you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so when you decided, I guess, what was the catalyst for you? What was the thing that kickstarted you deciding to go on this journey you're on now? Uh, that, honestly, I was trying to start out by... I just wanted, I, it really started with Africville to me because I wanted to know more about my history that I realized I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew all the basic facts and stuff like that, like when it started and Africville reunions. And, but, like, I didn't know all the deep history that you can't find, like, just by Googling a couple of words. Mm -hmm. And so I dove deep as I could into it, like, every picture, every report, every anything, Africville, every newscast, every everything. And um, that so way, I found So, did you a, use the resource at the Africville Museum or...? No, I did not. No? Um, the museum, don't get me wrong, the museum's a good place to go to and go uh, taking the culture firsthand, live in person and mm. stuff like that. Like, that is a great place for that. And I recommend everyone should go do that. Like, mm. go to the museum and check it out and learn how Africville history is like. And uh, that's, it's great for that. But, like, as far as on the internet... It's not the same, the same, it's not the same. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know. There should, I, I shouldn't have to create a website, my own self. Anyways, I look at it like this. What about the people that don't live in Halifax or that don't live anywhere around here? Our people from Africaville are all over the place. Mm -hmm. Oh, my bad. So um, how do, are they supposed to take in anything Africville if there's nothing Africville centralized to one place? Like, how are they supposed to get any of it? Like, if they're not here, how, the museum's not going to help them take in anything Africa because they're not here. They're not going to get a chance to go to the museum ever. Mm. So that's why in 2020 almost, we have to make sure that we're active in those areas on social media and the Internet. The Internet's crazy now, bro. It's not like people live on the Internet. People getting paid all day out here doing podcasts and doing whatever. Like, you can go see like people like T.I. or Master P., Eric Tom, whoever you want to look for. But this is the vehicle that is driving... 2020 is the internet you know what i mean there are, all these little things are just parts of like that but you got to evolve and you have to grow and move with the times so or you're going to get stuck foot and flat footed and you'll be that's what it is right you can't just keep thinking the same the same the same and thinking it's going to work yeah. and at the end of the day the africville people are all dying like unfortunately like my great grandmother is old she's 90 something years old like she's you know what i mean she's one of the last original people that had a home there you know what i mean how are we holding those people up or even giving them the respect that they're due by just not even doing more stuff that's centralized, focused on that type of thing? You know what so I mean? So, like... As I mean, an organizational standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, you know, talking about that, I was just... Um, personally, myself, I don't know, but, like, does Africville have an Instagram or something like this? Nah. 
they, the African Museum, they, they do have a, a Facebook page, but they're not active enough. There's a couple of different organizations when they come to Africville that, I don't know, I looked up to my whole everything. Like, it's important to me. Yeah. Like, they, because, uh, like, I don't know, like, the, the, the apology for Africville was a huge thing. Like, when does the government ever apologize for anything they do? That's crazy. So, yeah, they took everything from us, but at the end of the day, we had them apologize. And so, but the people did that. You know what I mean? I look at it from, like, the people made that happen. The Rocky Jones and the Joan and Joan and the Africville Genealogy Society and all the people that went with it. They fought for that for, like, I don't know how many years, too many years, 30 years, however long it took, too long. Mm-hmm. But at the, the point I'm trying to make is they fought and they never gave up to do that. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not like... Yeah, it's not like it's just given away to anybody like that. But I think at the same time, we just can't let it just fade away. And we have to still keep trying to do things to make it better. Because at the end of the day, $3.5 million is not that much money to erase that whole piece of land, man, for to build a church. You know what I mean? And that's my opinion. I know everyone got different opinions, whatever. It's all good. But this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but like, what do you think that Africville land is worth right now? That waterfront property, prime land right now, if you build... If they were condos, let's say, how much do you think one of those condo units would be right now? Do you know how much the condo units are up on the hill? A lot of money. That's my point, right? So, like, at the end of the day, I look at it like they erased all that generational wealth that would have been able even to access for any of my people, me included. You know what I mean? How are we going to get revenue or gain anything from that? Mm. $3.5 million is not that much money. Like, when you have a, a whole big-ass building that you're trying to manage and run like a business because it's a business at the end of the day it's a business it functions like a business yeah red and black so at the end of the day you have to look at it from that perspective and uh you have to have a business plan that's conductive with what you're trying to do and who you're trying to reach mm-hmm. so if that's not where it's at then you got to revise that business plan yeah and uh that's what i think because like how are you going to reach your target market if it's still doing the same thing but it's not reaching the people that you're trying to reach you're obviously doing it wrong so the longer you go on the wrong path is the longer that it's not working, it's the more you're hurting. You know what I mean? It's like if you turn around now, but when you get lost and you get back the right way, oh, you can get there. Go walk for two hours. You just got to walk two hours back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not walking no more. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't walk no more. So, like, that's all I feel about that. And I don't know. I try to help. Like, I did a lot. I did all that myself. You know what I mean? I tried to help through the museum. What are some things you did to help? Uh, by creating that whole website myself when I shouldn't. But like before that, I've been to every Africville. What, what is the um, URL for the website? Oh, the website is IamAfricville.com. Check it out. I guarantee you'll find something new. Guaranteed. But because I just thought that, I don't know, it's 2020. You know how valuable the internet is in your websites, yeah. right? Like if it, was, if it wasn't mobile optimized, would that be a problem for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a big problem? Yep. Exactly my point. So if that's a big problem for you, it should be a big problem for them because theirs isn't. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. They got budgets where they're spending big money and stuff like that. They got all these positions and executive directors and hiring people and doing all these uh, whatever they do for, I don't know, it's CRA information because it's public. It's like they spend like 350 grand last year. Like, okay. But like we should be able to focus that a little bit more better, right? We should have some say. Have you had a meeting with them? I have every meeting with them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, brother? 
I've been everywhere talking to everybody just like this. So it's not a, I'm coming up here and talking anything. I'm just yeah. sick of talking to people all over the place. So it's easier for me to come here and just talk. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because then I can talk to everyone at once and it's just easier to me. And at the end of the day, it's about the bigger picture to me. It's about coming together as one. Mm. But you can't heal from something until you learn what's hurting and what the wrong is. But if you don't fix that issue, then it's just going to, you can't build on that foundation. Because mm-hmm. you're not acknowledging that we need to fix anything. So then nothing gets fixed. So then the people that are all under you, they're the ones that eventually hurt. Because the longer you go, the worse it is. So why don't we just fix it? It's okay to be wrong. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm doing right now. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it's important that the work you're doing. And um, I mean, especially using social media because mm-hmm. let's just be honest everyone is on there at least instagram and facebook yeah. at least um so if uh, a body isn't pushing their social network networks properly yeah. then that is a problem that's a red flag actually yeah that's what i'm saying right and like at the end of the day to me it's like my people like i go to africa every year and year and it's getting, like the reunion and that's like the big thing for my people like that's when we all come back and we set up trailers where our our nan's houses used to be and we put our trailers there and we all drink and it's like one, everyone there is family like the whole place so it's just like one big party and it's cool and everyone's reminiscing about them times but everyone else is remin- reminiscing about their own times and it's just a big party mm. but um so it's important to me so if it's not getting i don't know the proper type of light shown on it how it sh- how it is it's, it's not going to be important to everybody because it's slowly dying off if you don't shine a light on something go give a go give a plant no light and see what happens to it <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah you yeah. won't have no nothing you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so that's what i'm saying you have to shine some lights on the good parts of it and show you what it's really about and keep it going in a way that it's reaching out to the people and touching the people that is your demographic which is the people there's thousands of people from africa all kinds of kids running around all kinds of little africa kids generation you know what i mean like my nan and them guys had like a lot of brothers and si- I got like six thousand cousins. <laughs> I'm not even joking though. Like I got like six thousand cousins. Like I'm related to everybody around here. Yeah. But like it's not just me. That's my whole point. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is. They got six thousand cousins too. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like everything I'm saying is not exclusive to me, and that's the whole point of it. It's the bigger picture. But they're, they're like I mean, so there are some names that are doing or at least trying to do some positive to shine light on the experience of black or african nova scotians there is there's uh there's a couple people out here doing some good big things um here's the people i that come to mind when i think of these people i think of people like i don't know uh mario rao he put on that men's health conference at dalhousie that was the best thing ever in life bro like at the end of the day like i never seen that much power in one room mm. under one like with one narrative like you know what i mean like at the end of the day, we were all here for this one thing, but, like, everyone was just, like, it was organized. And the conversations that we did have, like, with all the different leaders and their little workshops, it was huge, bro. Like, uh, who was over there? Uh, Ken Fells? That's my dog. Oh, my God. Ken Fells is that guy out there. He speaks the truth, but that's what I like about it. Like, he's not all about the show and all that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, Ken Fells. Who else? Uh, Professor David Devine speaks that truth man like it's, it's not in, no sugarcoating anything like that who else spoke up there andreas robinson a young cat oh man when i mean he's powerful he's powerful man they're the people that we got to put up and actually you know what i mean like this 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 young brother got knowledge he's intelligent you got to put him up he's the younger he's the next thing put him up now like he needs support who else uh 
Dorico Simons. Oh man, he's another one that just he's young and he's out here actually doing things for real and actually articulating the message that has substance to it. You know what I mean? He's not just out here saying nothing, a bunch of nothing. And you know what I mean? He's trying to make actionable changes and stuff like that. Like that's what's really gonna work. Um, who else? Nine oh two man up. They do good stuff all through the community because they're actually the only real group that actually are really in the streets like that all the time. They're a grassroots uh, organization, so they don't have any budget or anything like that. That's mm. kind of... And, like, I don't know, man. Like, they help a lot of people, but they, they're grassroots. You can't do much when you don't have much money or no resources, right? But, like, they're the actual people that are actually putting on the forums, putting on the uh, conferences and all that stuff at the library. That's what they're doing. They're doing... They do all kinds of stuff. But they even do stuff in, like the community and stuff like that but they're it, it just doesn't get out as much as it should and then all these things that are out there it's like for nothing you know what i mean so the people that deserve the gratification don't get it and the people that are getting the gratification don't deserve it so here's the question though why do you think those people that are out there known and have thousands and thousands of followers why why do you think their platform is known more than these people that are actually in the streets and in the community actually doing the work. You said it. That's exactly why. Because the people that are actually out in the streets doing the work are out in the streets doing the work. For instance, like Craig Wright and his brother Juno, they're putting on... I know Mike's don't like that, but uh, they're putting on uh, a fundraiser where they're only, they're don their donations are soup, vegetable and uh, chicken noodle soup, winter hats and gloves and they're doing that for the salvation army the turning point uh all these different but you'll never hear that on the news you know what i mean he's not actually trying to do it for the news he's doing it for the people that are cold and hungry and soup and sandwiches and they need to eat and they need hats and winter gloves mm. you'll never hear stuff like that you know what i mean that's the people i like they're my guys you know what i mean <laughs> i would never come on here and talk about all the organizations that have all my clothes then when i go and give them 20 polo shirts that's not my style that's not classy at all but shout out to the guys wearing them. You know what I mean? I never would shout them up for that where I took my 10, 15 pairs of sneakers. Mm. I'm not on social media being like, hey, I'm going down to wherever I'm going and giving away stuff. <laughs> it's like, um, no. No, I'm not doing that. That's not you doing it from your heart when you do stuff from your... Bro, if you knew how many people I helped in real life on a day-to-day -day basis, it would blow your mind. I'm like a psychologist. Like, I could show you, but I wouldn't because I'd violate them. But my phone's crazy, bro. Mm. Like, I help people in real life. You know what I mean? I stop stuff in real life. So, like, to me, this is real life. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. not a game. Like, people think it's a game because they're sitting up doing the same thing for the whole time, but it's not a game. Because now you're not messing up it for yourself. You're messing it up for the people coming up under and all the, my kids. You think I care about me? Bro, you think I could put this much energy into myself <laughs> and then... I wouldn't be whatever waving like them. I'd be waving better than them. What do you mean? I'd be doing the two-hand wave. You know what I mean? Like, what you mean, bro? I'm doing this for my people because I believe in us. Yeah. And that's the only reason that I go so hard like I do. Uh, but do you think, like, they do believe what they're saying, though, that these people that are out there doing these things. Like, I mean, they have to, at least at some point, have done something for the community and for people before they started having this platform, wouldn't you say? Yeah, like they do, they do have to. That's the whole point. You have to do stuff, and I don't know. You, your actions have to meet, match your words. You know what I mean? So like, some people out here doing stuff. I don't even know what they do. 
like they're just out here. They just they're activated. They do every kind of <laughs> activism. They do they write books. They they write poems. They visit jails. They do all kinds of stuff. They got five thousand Twitter followers and twenty likes. I get twenty likes on my little couple hundred followers. Come on now, what's them engagement rates like? Come on now, girl. What are you talking about? Get out of here. What does she? I don't even know what she does. Do you know what L Jones does? What does she she's an activist like, for? She's like a poet, right? I believe. What is she? What would you tell tell me she is? I need to read more about. Okay, that. so you don't even know what L Jones does. That's what I'm saying. Like, go on her page. You just see her complaining. She don't get no awards. She only got one award in the last whenever. She don't get no jobs. It's because you're out there antagonizing people with your messages, and then you're you're mad when they come for you. Like, what are you doing? That ain't, that's not productive. That's why no one really messes with L Jones. Go look at her 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 um likes. They're not black people. You're supposed to be a black activist, I think. I think, but I don't know what she does. I don't even know. You said she's a poet. Like, I don't know. And like, I, I, bro, I don't know. I don't know what to think. What, what am I supposed to say? Uh, yeah, I don't know. She'd be talking about writing poems and stuff for people in jail, bro. I know people in jail. They, I don't never heard nothing about no poems. What you talking about? <laughs> Get over here. You don't, do you really know what's going on in that jail, girl? I don't think so. Like, don't. Stop this nonsense. <laughs> you just put on a thing at the, um, I seen her posting all week about that little thing she was putting on with that little strike down at that forum with the political things. She couldn't even make the news on her own thing she published. Or that was promoting. Like, bro, L, you didn't even make the news, but like that was sad. They put the other uh, activists up there, though. Shout out to her. But yeah, don't play with me, Al, for real. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, uh, well... And I only said that because yeah. she, she, she had jokes in my DMs talking about, about to ruffle some feathers. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I was, I don't know, man. I'm trying to stir up some stuff to get people activated. Like L, just give them better direction. You know what I mean? Not just sprueling out everywhere like a rainbow. Like that ain't going to work. She ain't Captain Planet. He's got to be a Care Bear. Like, shine that energy, girl. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> don't play with me so, not today I'm done so, playing with y'all for real like don't leave me alone trust me I'm done playing <laughs> so get with me like that's it so it's it's like um, we you your you kind of have direction on focus and, and you feel some people uh, don't yeah. <laughs> straight don't like I don't know there's all kinds of people ask Quintrell what kind of day he had on social media yesterday you know what I mean Ask him how he felt or how the people felt about him in real life. On He's on there apologizing on his own, uh, his Facebooks and stuff like that. He must have had a bad day because he said people were calling him names and all this other types of well, stuff. Well, like he just met Obama, daughter. Man, what's that got to do with anything? Okay. He met Obama. Who cares? What'd he do? What does that mean in real life, in actuality? It gives him validity to be what? Well, I, I seen him at the... Okay, check this out. Shout out Quintrell Provo. So I just seen him at the apology when he was up there shaking hands with the police and stuff like that. I seen him there. I seen him all the time. Me, I got love for everybody. If you go look at my websites and my blog on my I Am Africville website, the blog, man, I did a, my own little write-up on Quintrell Provo probably two years ago. I did that just because I wanted to big him up. I'm, go look at that whole blog. It's me bigging up everybody. From Lindell Smith, uh, Quintrell, uh, Hope Blooms, uh, whoever, Castillo Clayton, anyone I think's doing big, I'll big up. You can go back years and years and years. And I shit, Alex Ross, uh, 
That's family of a fame, yeah. Yeah, but I pick up everyone forever, forever, forever. Not with the expectation of wanting anything back. I don't want it. I don't need anything from anybody. I've never did my whole life. Like no one has given me really much shit. So why would I need anyone's validation? Why would I don't need your money? I don't need. I need your support. You know what I mean? In that type of instance. So like, I it's a, it's never about me to me. That's the whole point. If I wanted just to do, I want us to do us because we deserve so much more. But it's not going to get better unless we all bring it into one gather and have one kind of brainstorming type of conversation to try to work out a solution and trying to get organized a little bit instead of just trying to run around trying to wave the flag. We control and the apology. Wouldn't you say that's kind of a positive way, like a uh, good leg forward? What is? What's so? What? What's the positive part you're saying? Uh, like with the apology, with control and the police. The other day. Man, that apology wasn't for him. Let's get that out there. He was just up there on the news. So it wasn't to him or nothing. He was up there preaching, or not preaching. Well, I guess he was preaching. He was uh, saying the prayer for that whole meeting or whatever. That's why he was on the news mm. or whatever and shaking hands. He was up there saying the closing prayer. That's cool or whatever. I, was, I have no problem with that. But, like, the problem is, is, like, I stopped violence for real. Like, for real. I stopped violence. So, and I don't. I never, ever want to take anything And the whole, like I said, I've been supporting Quintrell for whenever, sending him emails, trying to talk to him for two seconds. Like, bro, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to you because I want to be your friend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you as my friend. I'm not trying to do that. It's for a bigger purpose to me. I talk to every single leader in the community. So, like, mm-hmm. first, you know what I mean? Just like how I'm talking right now. It's not a joke. So, I tell him, man, bro, like, I'm trying to hit you up, dot, dot, dot. He never, ever hits me back up. Whatever. I'm not, I don't want him to hit me back up. I just want him to help me help him. That's what I'm trying to do. So, boom. Then it gets down the... Uh, at the end of it, I was just getting upset with it because at the end of the day, you have to have some action to go with that. You have to have more substance about that. And, like, I don't know why it angers me for real because, like, every time I see him on anything, at the end of the day, like, no disrespect, he's doing whatever he's doing for the little kids and stuff. He goes to St. Joseph's and gives out T-shirts. He's putting out a positive message. Mm-hmm. His little uh, walks or rallies or whatever... That's a lot of people behind them and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you have something that valuable and that important to the community, and there has to be more substance to it than that, bro. At the end of the day, you're not going to stop violence by going in them schools with them little kids giving shirts. That's not, they're not violent yet. You understand? They're not, that's not how you stop violence, bro. You stop violence where the, you meet the violence. You know what I mean? You're preventing violence, and I big ups to that because we need it. But at the end of the day, I was the perfect kid when I was that young. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I grew older that I learned that how life really is and you've got to start going through some real situations that makes you this way. Everything has a cause and effect to it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get stuck in a situation where you're already undervalued and you've got to do some other stuff just to get through, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that you're trying to be violent or you're trying to be anything or you're trying to be anything. You're just stuck in a situation where you have to do what you have to do to survive. So when it comes to that point, and that's so, like, I think the types of education that we should be pushing through them schools are people like... Uh, Andreas Robinson and uh, Doricos, and then that way we can push different types of messages with some substance to it and talk about like I don't know things like financial education and stuff like that and so if you t- if you try to take something away from somebody you have to replace it with something else right so you can't just tell people to stop doing stuff stop stop being away if you can't replace it with a equaling factor you know what I mean they, you got to balance so they're not going to stop to do worse You know what I mean? So you have to show them the other side of the coin. And just so much stuff anyways. Like, do you know how many people I know that bought lotto tickets their whole life? And if they would have saved that money, that's a down, host, down payment for a house. 
Like my whole life, I'm, everyone knows them. Like I know them. I am one. You know what I mean? But it's just the train of thought that needs to get changed from younger. You know what I mean? And all kinds of stuff like no history in the um, the schools, all that stuff. Like how is there no Africville history in the school books, in the social studies book? But Irving Carvery, the Genealogy Society president for Africville, was worked at the school board, and I think it was president. Like, how is that possible? That's what I'm saying. People need to have agendas when they get in certain positions and they stop whatever. And if they don't have that uh, agenda, then we as people need to have them types of agendas to hold ourselves accountable. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if, if we're not, if we're going to be like the blind leading the blind, that's not going to work for nobody, especially not for the one that's woke. You know what I mean? That ain't going to work. That don't work for me. So like um now I mean you you have a direction and the whole purpose pretty much a major part of it is bringing people together to work towards uh a positive outlook for black people African mm -hmm. Nova Scotians and like do you have a forum Yeah no I've been um I don't know I've been reaching out to a lot of people all over the place like honestly and <clears throat> excuse me and I don't know, I've been reaching out to every single person I can think of that is positive and doing something that I think is real and that it comes pure from their heart. So I don't know, I got uh, Mario uh, Rao, th that guy uh, from the Nova Scotia Brotherhood. He's down for, I don't know, I'm putting together this little thing and bring all the creative sources and resources and intelligent minds together. And then we can come up with our own kind of plan to, see, instead of people telling us the same thing, the same people in the same organizations doing the same. If, I'm just saying, if it's doing the same process, the same process, the same process, it's not working. Mm. You know what I mean? So if the police want to make an apology and it gets pushed back and it gets pushed back and then they make this apology and it's just like, eh, I'll take it with a grain of salt. But like, that's not what I don't I don't want you to tell me what I what to do anymore. Like I can speak for myself and just as well as everyone out there that I spoke of earlier or today, they can speak for them. Those problems are our problems. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not the young black youth that are out there going through these things. And I'm not saying it only affects those people. But what I'm saying, that's the majority of the people go up in Burnside where we make up almost 12 percent of the population. But we only make two point five of the normal population. That's a problem. Like, that's a huge problem. But they're the type of things that we need to address first and foremost before we get to those type of conferences and whatever, then they know already. Like, how can that not be, how can that many people in jail not be a byproduct of street checks? Illegal ones. So if street checks were illegal and they got caught on some illegal stuff, does that mean they're in jail because the cops did something illegal to them and now they're still in jail and they're never going to get out because they shouldn't have been stopped in the first place? And that's going to be looked at on a case-by-case case basis. But look at those statistics and those numbers, how wide it is, 2.5 to 12%. Obviously, it had an effect. <clears throat> the, the effect is closer to the, to the, uh, the numbers closer to the ratio of how many people have been street-checked of six times more likely in actuality, right? So we've got to start thinking about stuff. It's just time to get together. And to me, it's not about, like, I don't care. Like I said, I'll tell anyone whatever, and then I'll come see them the next day the same way. Like, I have no feelings personally in this. This is my point of it, right? Mm. This is what I'm supposed to do. If someone could play my position, then they'd be playing it. But no one, you know what I mean? If someone could play your position, then it wouldn't be your position, right? It'd be theirs. Do you feel, I mean, do you feel the weight of the burden you carry? Yes. But like I said, I've been feeling the weight of the burden of my life my whole life. Like, I am built for this. Like, okay. for real. Like, I can't help it until it kills me or whatever. But that's that day. But I'm saying, like, I know struggle. I know everything I did, I did by myself and accomplished by myself. Everything I spoke of, I did myself. I created myself. I researched myself. 
So <clears throat> if it's that, if that's the sacrifice I feel I have to make is like try to clarify the information and bring it as much to completion that I, and this is only from my point of view and that's what I'm saying, right? But a lot of the stuff's in my reports and stuff are facts. So that's different. But I'm saying from when I say that it's only my point of view, it doesn't mean that like another person was sitting right here but have a totally different thing that I'm not even thinking of. So I want that idea too. I want that idea too. I want his idea too. And then when we come together, it's not about one person. It's about us. We're taking heat as a community, as a whole people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're not getting our ass beat by ourselves. You know what I mean? It's not one person in the jail. It's not one person that got street checked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you can't, you know, all that types of stuff. You have to make it bigger than about yourself and that's it and when you start doing that we can start actually doing things anything no t that's there's no team that's a one-man team that's a good game to watch yeah what are you watching golf Rockman, <laughs> 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 this is an amazing episode and I, I have so many questions but we're pretty much running out of time mm -hmm. so i'm gonna definitely have you come back so we can talk some more i'm with it but, but i'm gonna end with this question though um, for like the oh, no, no, I do got something to say, oh, though. Because yeah? the biggest thing is that I wanted to say is that little kind of community thing we're coming together with. Um, right now, we got uh, M.A. Rao, we got Dorico, we got A.J. Simons, or sorry, A.J. Simmons, uh, Dorico Simons. Uh, we got Vanessa Fells is in the group. Uh, Devon Bundy, the community uh, developer for the city, he's in the group. And yeah, and... Uh, yeah, and I'm chopping it up with 902 Man Up, too. And they're going to be, we're chopping it up right now. That's who I was on the phone with and stuff. But that's my peoples anyway, so they in the loop already. Like, they're my people, like, for real, at the end of the day. Like, so it doesn't matter. They're, they only want better for everybody, too. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so can I ask my yeah, last question? <laughs> so my last question is, like, for the youth out there, what, what advice would you have for that kid that feels, like, overwhelmed or feels so oppressed? What? would you give them as a way forward? A way forward? Mm -hmm. Don't let no one tell you what you can be. That's what I would tell them because that's what everyone else tries to do. They try to tell them kids, try to tell anybody. They'll tell you that you can't do stuff because that's something they couldn't do. But don't tell me something. Don't let no one tell you what you can't do ever in life. Like push. All you can do is try. What's the worst that's going to happen? You fail? You're going to be in no worse position. That's what I would tell them. And other than all, you don't learn from when you just make it. You learn from the pain and the struggle. I wouldn't have all these skills if I just was made it off of one thing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I went through a lot of stuff, and I'm not, like, it's not like I got anything. But my mind is elevated to some places where the peoples will never be. You know what I mean? Like, I see the whole picture of stuff. And because I've been on both sides of so many different situations. So all around the country. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, multiple times. <laughs> so, like, to me, I see that. I see how different people live. I see how different situations happen. Yeah. But, like, I haven't just lived here. You know what I mean? A lot of people from here just lived here. So, yeah, think big. Like, the world is so much bigger than Halifax or even wherever you're from, your neighborhood. Like, think big, man. Travel. Like, get to see some things. Learn some things. That's what it is. Learn a skill. The skills, you'll keep forever. Money's nothing at the end of the day. You need skills to get money, right? So if you have a bunch of skills and stuff like that, the money will come at the end. Don't chase, don't chase money. People that are chasing money probably don't even have much. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you have to... Skills is what counts. It's really it. Wow. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. Yeah. And I cannot wait to have you in again. I know, because I got so much to say, bro. And, like, it's going to get taken out of context with one podcast. <laughs> so, yo... I'll come back to an issue if we got one. If you see me, you know my number. If we got an issue, it's all good. But yeah, I got some other people I got to check too. So we'll see you on the next one. Thanks.
This is the Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.